When a lender lends money to a borrower, there are a whole host of methods by which the lender seeks to protect its investment. The imposition of financial covenants is one of them. Financial covenants are often used across all manner of financing transactions, but I'm going to talk today about financial covenants in the context of real estate finance transactions. A financial covenant is a contractual provision in a loan document, a facility letter or a facility agreement, in which the borrower gives a promise which is financial in nature. The purpose of a financial covenant is to provide the lender with the comfort of knowing that the assets charged to them as security for their loan are performing as they should be. If they're not, and financial covenants are breached, the lender then has the ability to enforce its security and may take action in order to protect its investment. One of the key financial covenants that you will see in all real estate financings is the Loan to Value Covenant, or LTV Covenant. LTV Covenants require the principal sum of an outstanding loan when expressed as a percentage of the value of the security which is charged to the lender, in the case of a real estate financing, the property, to remain below a stipulated level during the term of that loan. In other words, when you divide the amount of the loan balance by the value of the property and express such amount as a percentage, this percentage, the loan to value ratio, must be less than the stipulated percentage in the loan agreement. If the actual loan to value ratio is more than the required loan to value covenant, the borrower will be in default. Ordinarily, the LTV covenant is measured by reference to the most recent valuation of the property. Prior to the loan being advanced, a valuation will be obtained and the LTV covenant will be measured by reference to that valuation. If a further valuation is obtained during the life of the loan, the LTV covenant will be measured by reference to that more recent valuation. During the life of the loan, the loan to value ratio may vary. For example, if the borrower repays any capital during the life of the loan, the balance of the loan will reduce and the LTV ratio should reduce. Similarly, if the value of the property increases, either through market forces or because the borrower has added value to the property, the LTV ratio should also reduce. In a falling market, when values are reducing, if the borrower is not repaying any capital, the LTV ratio could increase. Where the lender is providing a loan to enable the property to be redeveloped, the lender will also impose an additional covenant, which is similar to an LTV covenant, but which measures the amount of the loan against the anticipated value of the property at the end of the project. This covenant is called a Loan to Gross Development Value Covenant, or LTGDV Covenant. Another common financial covenant is a Debt Service Cover Covenant, which is common on loans which are amortising, i.e. where the borrower is required to repay the capital amount borrowed during the life of the loan. This covenant measures the borrower's ability to service or repay the loan compared to the amount of net operating income, NOI, the property generates. The lender wants to make sure that there is sufficient income being generated in order to repay the loan, so that if there is a drop in income, there is a sufficient buffer so as to ensure that the borrower is not going to default on its loan. By way of example, the lender may require that the debt service cover ratio is not less than 1.25 to 1, meaning that the amount of income generated from the property is 1.25 times the amount required to repay the loan across, say, a 12-month period. Finally, interest cover covenants are similar to debt service cover covenants, except that they measure the income received from the property against the interest that is payable on the loan, rather than the capital or principal. Interest cover covenants can either be forward-looking or backward-looking. 
A historical interest cover covenant calculates the income received from the property during the previous, say, 12-month period against the interest paid on the loan, whereas a projected interest cover covenant calculates the income due to be received in the forthcoming, say, 12-month period against the interest payable on the loan. Putting the other financial covenants that I've spoken about today to one side, the LTV ratios that lenders are prepared to lend at is a good barometer for what's happening in the market. Following the global financial crisis of 2007, lenders had been lending at incredibly high loan-to-value ratios, and as property values plummeted, many borrowers were left in breach of their LTV covenants. This didn't necessarily mean that lenders enforced their security, as there were other market issues at play at the time in question, but they had the ability to do so. Turning to what's happening in the market today, there's no doubt that the LTV ratios that lenders are prepared to lend at is on the increase. This is largely caused by the amount of liquidity in the market. The number of lenders in the market all seeking market share is forcing lenders to lend at increasingly higher loan-to-value and loan-to-gross development value ratios. We're not quite back to 2007 levels yet, and the famous, or rather infamous, 125% LTV loans, but LTV ratios have been steadily creeping up in recent years. Whilst property values have stayed strong despite the pandemic, if there is any drop in value, borrowers could be looking over their shoulders and examining how close they are to breaching their financial covenants.